Welcome to Educated Messes, a podcast to help you sift through the bullshit around work, well-being, and relationships. We'll ask questions, seek answers, and share experiences to help you navigate the messier parts of life. Because trial and error is a lot easier when we do it for you. Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm Kyla, and today we're talking all things friendship in your 20s. Having them, finding them, <laughs> keeping them, losing them. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. I'm so I did it. proud of you. <laughs> Take 20. Let's yeah. do this. Okay. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. We also did a little ask the audience today to to check in with our community around like how they think about friendship. Yeah. And so we'll include our early findings as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever want to be a part of these little things that Kelsey posts that we use for episodes sometimes, uh, follow us at Educated Messes on Instagram. Yeah. Do the dang thing. Do it. So a little background, uh, our friendship, which I feel like I should let you intro this at some point. How would you say <laughs> our friendship? Okay. Here's my, you'll, you'll notice my sunny disposition when I describe it. <laughs> Kyla and I met in the eighth grade. And I was new to town and we became fast pals. We had a great, cute little group of gals. We did what preteens do. We had good times and we had (laughs) not so good times. (laughs) And that's just life. Uh, But mostly good times. And we made videos in her backyard where we were dancing to, I think, like S Club 7. And Mm -hmm. then we would like um, compile them on a computer. And (laughs) I'm not sure what we did with them after that. I also think that we took about 7 million photo booth photos in (laughs) our time together. And then um, we both went to university in different places. Friendship dissipated as they do. These times, you know, and then (laughs) we both moved back to Vancouver or moved to Vancouver, I should say, at some point. And we obviously like still very much knew who each other were, like we were Instagram buddies and like, you know, and then I think we started asking each other on dates. Um, I remember going to the Wallflower one day. Oh, and yeah. we, went, we went and had coffee at Nordstrom one day. <laughs> oh, weirdest dates. Weirdest dates. I don't know what we were doing. I've literally never been to those places other than that time. Oh my god, what? That's so funny. We uh, so we dated for a little bit there at Friendship Date. <laughs> and then we would like just hang out at each other's houses and realize that we really needed someone to talk to. Yeah. And um then we just told each other how we felt. And here we are today. Best pals. <laughs> I like that version. That was a good one. Okay. (laughs) Kyla's version is much less nice. (laughs) There's a lot of bullying involved. So there's a little bit right over it. Just a sprinkle. All right. Um, Oh, that was great. That was awesome. I think that I wonder if that's a typical, I guess it's different because we knew each other before, but like the friendship dates, I think is part of life, which we I feel like I haven't heard it described like that before but it's so relatable in like the start of a friendship like friendship dates oh my god that's so funny I go on friendship dates and I think to myself when are we gonna just tell each other that we love each other and we're gonna (laughs) hang out less formally you know that's so true it's totally like for someone who's not very good at being vulnerable sometimes I'm like I just need to tell this person that I really like them Ooh, it's so, it's the same thing as a relationship. Yeah. Fear of rejection. What are they going to say? 
do they want to hang out? They're like, no, thank you. It was just a one-time <laughs> thing. <laughs> Your personality is drab. That's one of my fears speaking. Oh, my God. Okay, so do we want to see where people are at in their lives right now? Let's freaking do it. So okay. we're going to ask some of the questions that we ask the audience, and then Kyla and I will answer, and then we'll see how the people feel. You, the people. Yeah. People. How do we measure up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. So question number one, are you happy with the number of pals that you have? Also, I'm obsessed with using the word pals. So sorry yeah. about that. It's a good word. Um, I'll go first. <laughs> I'm just going to take the lead on this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it sounded so aggressive as if we didn't already plan that I would. Okay. Um, am I happy with the number of pals that I have? I'd say I am... I am. And also <laughs> I'm the type of person where like the limit does not exist on how high the number could be as long as they're like good quality type of thing. Yeah. And I would say that like some of my favorite people um, don't live near me. Some do and some <laughs> don't. And so that's tough because like I spend a lot of time talking to those people virtually, which is lovely. And they're still like my best friends, but I do – in terms of like people nearby, I sometimes feel like I don't have enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it sounded really sad. No, I think a lot of people could relate to that right now. And yeah. we, in our last episode, what did we call it? New Year's Same Us But Growing. We talk a lot about how and why like digital communication, virtual communication isn't the same like to our brains mm -hmm. and why it makes us feel kind of icky at times. So go listen to that if you're interested in that. But what about you? What about me? Um, am I happy with the number of friends I have? I would say a, it's a similar answer. Yes, but I just love making friends so much. I think it's so fun and people are great. So yeah, I would say yes, but I could always have more. I kind of feel like that's a surprising. <laughs> just, I'm just going to choose my words because I'm sure you'll read into my response to this. I but won't, like I won't. I could see you being the type of person that like had like four people and they were like, these are my people and just being yeah. like, I'm good. Yeah, that's fair. I do like that's the type of friendship I like. Yeah. But like I don't really have a limit of how many of those types of friends ah, I would fair. have. Yeah. But like they I'm definitely quality Definitely quality. Like has yeah. to be quality, but I'll have just like as many of those good quality friends as possible. Yeah, fair. Our audience is pretty heavily in the yes category. So like about 80% yes, 20% no, which is good. Means people are satisfied with the pals. I'm sure like this is also a bit of a strange time to be talking about friendships because even the friends I do have that live near me, I like want to see more because we can't. And so – I maybe I'm also just in that that mood of like I would love to see more people more often right now. Yeah. Yeah. I would like if I could see my group of friends as much as I wanted, I would maybe even be like, yeah, 100%, I'm good. I'm covered mm -hmm. in the friend like area of life, but yeah, it's hard to say right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Second question. Do you find it easy to meet new friends? Oh, this is a funny question. I was talking to my friend about this today at Pottery and I would say no, but also I got really lucky. Like I, so my friend group here in Vancouver, I met through one of my good friends who I met on 
Twitter, <laughs> which is like, so it's such a funny, that. yeah. And we're like, she's like one of my best friends. It's very Gen Z of you. I know it's pretty funny. Like people get pretty surprised, but I was actually talking to her because she's really good at making friends, like really, really good at it. And I was like, what do you do? Like, how do you do that? She said, basically just like choose someone that you want to be friends with and then like try and be their friend, like talk to them and respond to their stories and like, you know, just keep reaching out. And then, yeah. So either you'll vibe with them or you won't. And like- No harm, no foul. Yeah. Mm. I get that. But I would say I personally am not great at like finding the people, but then like once the people are there and willing to be friends, like I'm pretty good at like- getting into I guess deeper friendship Mm. so I would say I feel like there's kind of two parts to this question like okay here's how I want to break it down do you like is it easy for you to make friends in the sense I'm in a room full of like-minded people and I'm going around chatting with people like is that easy for me yes and it's a dream it's my dream (laughs) a dream (laughs) chatting book club pals I love it love. I would say this the second part to this is like are there people out there who I want to be friends with where I'm like how do I get to you? I think so, but maybe yeah. that's also just like who I am where I'm like trying to I when I find people who are interesting, I'm like so I want to know more. I want to know what they're like. I want to hang out with them. I want to talk to them. And so I would say like once I'm in a room with them, do I find conversation easy and things like that? Like, yes. Yeah. I would say for me, it's like there's a bit of a wall on how do you get from wanting it to being there. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's the same issue I've had with like my limited experiences dating is like that initial step of putting yourself out there that just feels a little bit scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a vulnerability thing. That's a good point, though, because I I feel the same way. I once the friendship potential is there and available, it's like easy to connect. But it, it's the location I think that's hard. Like, totally. how do you locate friends? <laughs> and there are very few like hangouts that I'd say no to. Like, if someone was like, it, there was one person I knew, but then they were having a couple pals over, and it was like dinner or something, I, and I'd just be like, absolutely, I'm so down. But it's more the getting myself into those situations yeah yeah that is hard I don't have any answers <laughs> I'm really hoping you did get yourself a Stacy um so most people find it to not be easy they said 60% of people say that they find it hard to meet new friends yeah which I guess it's like not a ton of ton more but I think that that's pretty fair I think making new friends and like meeting new friends are kind of different, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think okay. the meeting is hard, but the making is slightly okay. easier. Agreed. Okay, got it. Okay, nice. And <laughs> I also it. think like the thing that I want to add to this, what I thought of when you were speaking before about like DMing someone, the one thing I would say about this is a huge thing about <laughs> my experience since I've lived in Vancouver, which I want to make it abundantly clear. I saw a TikTok the other day of this girl that was like, it's not cool to be the girl who like only has guy friends. Like, you know how that was like a trope? Yeah, like it was yeah, a character yeah. trait to like be mm-hmm. a guy's girl. Yeah. That was not, that's not who I was. I'm very much always been like a gal's gal, but like always had good guy friends. Mm-hmm. And 
one thing I would say about like even in university and now I find it I find that way harder to make new friends of the opposite sex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because yeah, yeah. there's ways for me to meet new gal friends. Mm-hmm. I know what they are. I know if I really <laughs> wanted them, I could like go find new pals. Also, like at work and things like that, it just feels easier. But yeah, making new I don't think I've made a new guy friend in like the past four years. No, it's sparse. Which I hope I hope I haven't. They're listening, but <laughs> I think it's di- that's why it's different. I think because like sending someone a DM, I think kind of hits different. Yeah, it shouldn't. I'm not saying it should, but I think it does. Like I would feel way weirder like rolling into someone's DMs. I don't know. I just feel like intention gets questioned a lot, even if my intention was purely like let's hang. Interesting. Do you agree or no? No, 100%. Also, it's like maybe you don't – is there something important about having both? You know I don't I mean? know. Maybe. Like, <laughs> am I missing something by – you know what I mean? Or just sh- is it just a weird societal norm that I'm feeling? I don't know. Is it a should? I don't know. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> Next question? Yeah. So I think that that's just like a, a different piece to it too because I would feel way more comfortable sliding into a gal's DMs. Totally. Okay. When it comes to the people you hang out with most, did you meet them more than five years ago or within the last five years? Other than yourself and a select few, uh, most of the people I hang out with I met within the last five years. Mine's the opposite. Just for difference sake. (laughs) Mine's almost entirely longer than that. I think that I'm the type of person that really values longevity and friendships. Yeah, you've said that in the past. Like loyalty Uh, is important. Broken record. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're consistent. Yeah, there you go. Not that I'm definitely not the type of person that thinks that friendships that are longer are better. That's not what I'm saying. But I am the type of person that, like, when I find people I like, I really sink my teeth in. Yeah. The thing, though, is – I'm hard to shake. (laughs) (laughs) Can't get rid of her. (laughs) I would, though, say – and I feel like we've talked about this in the past – that, like, this version of our friendship is, like, a completely different version than – Definitely less bullying. (laughs) Really? 80 to 90% less bullying. (laughs) But, like, it's not even – I feel like we're not the same people. Obviously, it's, like, 10 years ago. But – that's interesting too. It's like I think you can have different friendships with the same people like as life ebbs and flows, you know. Definitely. And I also think a big part of like having friends for a long time is being okay with the fact that your friendship will take on a lot of different shapes and mm-hmm. forms and um like loudness, like how big it is versus it might be like quiet for a while. For me, I feel very comfortable with that. Like even with you, in my mind, we were we were friends the whole time. The idea of us like going and grabbing coffee together after not seeing each other for four years wasn't weird to me because in my yeah. eyes, it's just like, that's life. And so I think also just being accepting of the fact that they don't need to be consistently like the number one person in your life for it still to be a valuable and meaningful relationship. Yeah. I think that's actually a really important point in – adult friendships but also like friendships that are around for a long time because things will change like Mm -hmm. that is inevitable it's not going to always stay the same and the ability to kind of like roll with that Mm -hmm. and 
have patience for each other and, you know, be able to kind of meet each other where you're both at at mm-hmm. different times in your lives, I think is really important for maintaining friendships. Yeah. I would also say that like people grow at different paces. So even when it comes to your interests, if, you, if you've known someone since you're 12, it, your interests are going to ebb and flow throughout that time. And so they might be similar and then they might diverge a bit depending on like where people are at. I think a, an important part of that is like where people are at in their hobbies and career and partnerships like really can depend on what someone's life looks like day to day. And I think that what you're saying is really important is around like finding a common ground and also knowing that if you grow apart and it doesn't make sense anymore, that's okay too. There's no need to like hang on to things, especially if it's not bringing you good vibes more. Yeah. Sometimes you grow apart and that's okay. Yeah. And I think a part of that too, I would say is such an interesting thing I've seen even with my own friends over the years is learning the difference between like setting boundaries and making sure that your friends are good quality and not having like high these really high expectations that you're not communicating like for example if you and I kind of stop like say we stop talking for a while and in my mind I was like why isn't she reaching out why isn't she checking in on me why isn't she calling whatever it is and in your mind you're just like we're just drifting a little. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think it's unfair to then like create a story around what's happening without having communicated to that person that you're looking for more than what they're currently providing. Yeah, 100%. I was actually talking to, because I asked Bo, my partner, about this earlier today to see what he thought, kind of from like maybe a male perspective. And he was saying something similar where it's difficult to express boundaries in friendships or like have expectations. And the example that he used was say like someone isn't a good texter, mm-hmm. which like that's something mm-hmm. I can relate Guilty. to. I'm not not a great texter. Mm-hmm. But then say like that affects you negatively. It makes you feel bad. It mm-hmm. whatever. But if you don't communicate that and say, mm-hmm. I feel this way when you don't text me, could we do this? Or could right. you just let me know? Like whatever. That leaves this weird tension and just it turns into bad vibes. That's like like classic not communicating. <laughs> but it's not something that is super normalized or talked about in like the context of friendships. Like it's talked about in relationships of setting mm-hmm. boundaries, but it almost feels weirder or harder to do it in a friendship. Yeah, to like ask for what you need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to have needs. (laughs) Well, and it's always hard, but I would say it is hard in friendships, especially when you've known people for a long time. And so you, it almost feels like you're doing something new all of a sudden. (laughs) But I think it's really valid and something that I've learned is like, and it sounds kind of cliche, but I think just like the people who are going to stick around, like, they're going to stick around when you yeah. when you say the things you need to say or when you share how something is making you feel. And I can think of a time with one of my best friends where we were just going through a phase where we weren't seeing eye to eye and there was a myriad of reasons and both of us were definitely at fault in it. And I was so afraid of saying like, this is hurting my feelings or like, I, I don't want to do this anymore because I was afraid that they might just like decide not to be friends with me anymore, which is a very real valid fear. Like that's sad. 
And it was so interesting speaking to a therapist at the time, and this was years ago. And she was just like, and what if? Like, what if she says that? What if your friend just says, yeah, I don't want to be friends with you anymore then? <laughs> like, what if you pour your heart out? Obviously, it sounds so ridiculous. It always does out loud. But when you're being like, if you just poured your heart out and you're like, this really hurt my feelings, da, 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 da. And they were just like, okay, then see ya. <laughs> you're like, bye. And she's like, would you be okay? And honestly, I was like, I would be heartbroken. But like, of course, yeah, I would be okay at the end of the day. Like I would be sad and I would be okay. Mm -hmm. And I think I would realize that if that person wasn't willing to hear where I was coming from, because it wasn't just like, I wasn't, it was valid, you know? Yeah. Then they probably weren't, they probably would be the type of person to be like, I'm out then. And then good riddance, you know? And I (laughs) built a big story about it for a really long time. And then finally just had the conversation. And me and my friend were just like, it was just like the best conversation I've ever had. It was just so non-defensive and we just talked about it and it just was a non-problem going forward. Totally. I feel like that's, I mean, it's totally classic resisting reality vibes of like, you can either both pretend like nothing's hurting each one of you and have a not great friendship where both people feel kind of bad all the time. Or you can risk not having that friendship with the chance of it being better. Totally. So strange. Brains are strange. It is. But I just think it was an important lesson for me in terms of just like, if things feel off, they probably feel off for both parties. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. It's usually better to just like name it. And definitely using like nonviolent communication was a big tool for me around sharing what my my experience was and how it was how I was feeling mm-hmm. and seeing how that landed and I just think the right people they might not like know how to hear it right then but I think the right people will come around and will find a way to like forge forward with you if yeah. if, if it's as important to them as it is to you yeah I have a hot boundary setting tip that's a quick and easy one that you can bring into your lives if you choose to so when it comes to expressing feelings if your feeling starts with I feel like or I feel that it's not a feeling that is an opinion so if you say I feel like you're not paying attention to me this is so interesting I feel like and what's the other one um I feel that or like just any version of like there's a sentence that follows like a feeling is I feel sad I feel hurt. I feel lonely. I feel mm. angry. It's very simple. Use the feelings wheel. It's my favorite exercise. If I'm ever feeling weird, I go to the feelings wheel and figure it out. But how a good like nonviolent sentence might go is I feel hurt when you don't answer my texts. Would you be willing to text me back? That's it. <laughs> it's so interesting. That's really helpful because I didn't know that. And also another helpful thing I've heard is that um, saying something like, it makes me feel is also not nonviolent because nothing makes you feel anything. Like mm-hmm. no yeah. one makes you feel something. You feel something mm-hmm. and it could be the result of something, but mm-hmm. you feel that. So I think a part of my learning of that was like, someone doesn't make me angry. <laughs> Back to the anger. <laughs> Why did I pick anger as my word? <laughs> someone doesn't make me feel sad. <laughs> I feel sad. But it might be because of of the circumstances. But mm-hmm. I think like that really helped me to reframe it when I'm speaking so that it's not like 
you're making me feel this way or this is making me feel this way. It's just like I'm feeling upset. Totally. It's important to take responsibility for your feelings. It's definitely mm-hmm. the first step towards like addressing them um, and realizing also like you can feel sad and that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. like it's fine. You don't have to not feel bad things, but you just have to own that those are your feelings, you know? Yeah. I also think it, it's a practice in vulnerability to be like, I feel sad when I text you and I don't hear back. Like, I think that's yeah. hard for people to it's- say super vulnerable for yeah. sure that's why it's hard to talk about your feelings nobody likes to do it yeah if <laughs> it's someone's... exposing your soft parts yeah I'm like <laughs> well, I'm just not gonna do that so the question just to come back to it was if you if with the people you hang out with most more than five years ago you met them or <laughs> less than five years ago which is oh, not what we're talking what about tangent. <laughs> um the audience says 63 percent says more than five years ago and about 37 percent says less than interesting yeah okay moving on what is the hardest thing about meeting new people and I said, think pre-COVID because <laughs> right now that answer is very obvious. <laughs> Not being Ooh, able to okay. home. I'll try and make this a short answer and try and think of before COVID. Oh my God. Think- people, so many people answered. Oh my <laughs> God. Yay. Maybe we can go through a couple of those. That would be cool. Um, my quick answer would be, it's just fear of rejection. You're just, mm. it's scary to think that someone might think that you suck. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I think that's very, very common. Yeah. Hardest thing, yeah, I'd say it's similar for me. Like, maybe I really want to be friends with someone and they're just not interested. Yeah, <laughs> this is yucky. This is or maybe I feel like they have like a really solid friend group and I like can't infiltrate it. Mm, true, or maybe true. I don't even want to. Like, maybe I just want to draw an individual out. <laughs> I want to remove them from the group. It sounds you like I'm hunting them. them like a lion. <laughs> but I'm like, maybe I just like want you, but I can't like tap in there, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like one of your New Year's – I think it was one of your New Year's things that I liked was um, like accepting that you're just like not going to be you, the royal you, not you personally. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and – that's okay. Like, it's such a freeing thought to be like, not everyone's going to like me. Doesn't mean I have to change who I am. Like I am, I am who I am. And like, you're going to jive better with people who accept that rather than trying to like fit yourself into friend shaped boxes that other people have. It's not going to work. That was like one of my favorite takeaways and something that I'm trying to put more into practice. And I find the easiest way to frame it for me is to think about like books or like art or something, if you will, and go like, I could love a book. Like I could just like love it. (laughs) The best thing I ever read. And I could lend it to like 15 people I think are sweet. And like I'd say maybe like eight or nine are probably going to love it. And then a couple might think it's okay. And some people might like, this is the worst book. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like, that's such an acceptable thing. Like, of course, not everyone's going to love it. You all want to read different things. And for some reason, making it more literal and then like applying it back on myself, being like, that's cool if that's the Mm -hmm. reaction because you don't need – it's okay for people to want to read different books. That's fine. Yeah. Your That's value does not come from having a hundred percent success or like ability rate. <laughs> yeah, you are good just the way you are. Just find the people that appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, cool. So I'll read what some of our pals said because I think these okay. are awesome. So 
this is kind of like what, what I was just saying where people already have established friend groups, which I think is definitely a thing. Like mm-hmm. people have a set group and maybe they're not actively seeking out new friends. I got to say though, even some people who have like established friend groups, like you can you can tap in there. They're not always yeah. as happy as they look, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they might be playing. There's always like a straggler that you can pull out, you know? But I agree that that is that does make it harder. <laughs> Someone said the first one-on-one hangout. Yeah, the dates. Yeah, this is a common theme. Two people said where where to meet them, which is so funny. Like, where do you say to meet? Or does that mean like where do you meet? Like, do you meet him at Home Depot? I don't know why. That's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> like, where do you run into each other? That's how I, I think interpret that, that. One of them means like where do I meet new people, and I think the other one means where do we go on our first date? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is where COVID comes in handy because you just go on a walk. True. It's all you're allowed to do. But when who's meeting new people right now? That's the question. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but you could. You're allowed to go on Maybe. a walk. Sure, go on a walk. <laughs> but okay, what if they're, what if COVID's over? I actually don't know what I would ask someone to do on a first hang. Like, are you going to go eat dinner together across from a table? No. Yeah. No, okay. Always do an activity. Always do something where you're like moving and there's something else to talk about that isn't just like each yeah. other. You got to be do some mini golf or something. No one should ask me questions like this because I've been on like two dates in my life. I, and I did bad. <laughs> Real bad. I love just activities are fun. Just do something fun. So then is there's less pressure on like you to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm sure you are. Nervous girl. Okay. <laughs> already um, nervous. I'm honestly nervous thinking about it. I probably get this on my chest. Oh my god, you should see me like the very few times I've gone on a date, like the hour before. Like, God bless my heart. I feel bad for that person. And I mean me. I feel bad for me. The person (laughs) on the other end is fine. I'm worried about myself and the fact that I have no appetite and can't breathe for like six and a half hours before. Okay, someone said. Um, awkward friend dating. Yeah, very true. The story I tell myself about me being awkward or weird or not being good enough. So mm-hmm. fair. Same idea. Like it is kind of awkward and also like the fear of rejection is in there too. Yeah, totally. Um, cliqueiness, which I think is part of that like pre-established friend groups. And then same idea with like I move somewhere new. It's small and tight knit. So same idea yeah. with like people already know people. Feeling safe enough to be vulnerable. I feel you people. I am really bad at being vulnerable. I think you got to you got to be open and also selective. Yeah. That's kind of like my go-to with vulnerability. Like choose wisely, but don't be closed yeah. off. Yeah, it's hard. Because I think there's a there's a gentle like there's a there's a balance. And also maybe I already said this on here sometime we've just been doing this for so long (laughs) i can't remember but if i haven't said this already one of the best pieces of advice i ever got from dr tanya g Uh my freaking saint hero um naturopath i just said her name so you can google her um i was (laughs) she said that, that the reason i was having so many issues in my body is a part of it was because I, I like needed to go try to date right. people because I was single at the time. And she told me, we kind of talked through it. She was like, what's like, why aren't you? What's holding you back type of thing? And I shared some of my fears, which kind of echo what our, our pals are saying their fears are about meeting new people. And I also think I am the type of person where I'm my ex, my 
my expectations, I guess, my dreams can just get away from me a little quickly. Like I'm definitely overthinking our future partnership within the first 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, very aware of like where you'd like to live in seven to 10 years and whether that fits in with my plan. So that's a bit of a problem. But what I would what I shared with her is like that I think sometimes my expectations get in the way where I'm like, what if I really like someone and we go on a date and it's like a bust and then I'm like, I'm sad. You <laughs> what know? <thing> is that? <laughs> and she's like, what if the entire point was just that experience, like that hike or that drinks at the bar, whatever you're into? Like, what if that was the whole point was just that, like, you're a human being that likes to talk to people and you could just go and talk to them and it could just be fun and that could just be the whole point. Nothing more. Like, it's not about do they like me? Do they want to do it again? Was it fun? Da, da, da. It's just like you go, you talk to them, you meet someone new and that's just it. Like, just relinquish expectations And I'm not going to say that I was great at applying it, but I think when I think about friendships too, that's how I find the measure of like being vulnerable is like A, deciding, okay, is this a person I want to get to know better? Yes. And then just being like, it's okay if I try and I get to know them a little better and then that's all it is. That's really good advice. I like that. Yeah. She's a hero. (laughs) Okay. Moving along. Next question is, would you rather – have three great pals or have 10 good friends? Oh, see, I always have follow-up questions. Hit <laughs> me with them. Well, how our audience didn't have any follow-up questions, so. <laughs> oh, man. I guess I would say three. Oh, fuck. I don't know. It's so fun to have a, like a group of 10 good friends, but it's also so important to have three great friends you know what I mean yeah it's funny that I asked this question because I kind of hate this yeah question. I can't answer I like it I like the dynamics of having all of those things in my life so I refuse to choose but would you say would you say when you're thinking about 10 good friends like how much are you talking to like the peripheral seven to ten mm, like in like those last three like the dregs <laughs> like how <Jesus>. often <laughs> Like what is what qualifies a good friend? That's like how the much question, time I think. I don't know. I think it's just important. Like it's important to have all those different levels of friendship because they all give you different things. I would say if you want to know my oh, answer, <laughs> mine is ten. Yeah, which I think is like uh, the coincidence, <laughs> but I have a reason why. My outlook on friendship is that kind of comes back into the whole idea that like you're not for everyone is that like your friends all play a different role in your life. Like they all offer you something unique and that's the joy of friendship. And so not every friend is going to bring the exact same thing to the table because then you'd only need one friend. And so that's the beauty of it. And also that's what makes it really appealing for me to have more because I'm like, and I would say like, when you say it's a tier, like for me, I absolutely agree with that. I don't have like, I'm not like ranking people, (laughs) but I have people that serve different purposes in my Mm -hmm. life. Like in the sense that I have friends where, okay, shit's hitting the fan. I need to talk to someone. Who am I going to go to? 
the list is clear to me. Like I know who I'm going to. And those people are typically the ones coming to me when they're in that same spot. Okay. It's a Friday night and I want to go have fun. I know who I'm calling or like I need career advice or like I want to go on a hike or you know what I mean? Like there, it doesn't mean that some friends are better or more important than the others. But I do think that like people bring different things to the table based on where they're at too. And so I would say I'm very selective about the people I go to when I'm like in the depths of it, of things, because I think that's just like, that's a Brene Brown hack to just like pick wisely the people you go to when you're in like doom and gloom, because some people will make it better or some people will hold you there or some people will make it worse. And that's important to know. But for other things, I think I love the idea of being able to do things I love with different people based on like what they love. Yeah. Yeah. I like that answer. That's kind of what I was trying to say too, is like, there's those like the great friends, I guess, in my mind are like those, like the select few, you know, which I think is important to have people you like trust and like can be super vulnerable with. And you don't need to get there with everybody. Like it's totally, Mm -hmm. totally fair. It's like there can be people that you just, it's your hiking buddy and that that can be enough, you know? Yeah. I don't think that we need to say that like certain people are more important than others if, if they bring you joy and they're a part of it. I think that that's what matters. And like, I even think that some of my greatest friendships, like my forever friendships, aren't necessarily the people I'm going to for emotional support Mm -hmm. always, because maybe we're kind of like have different ideas on what relationships should look like or this or that. And so like I find someone with more common ground. Like I I don't think that that's wrong. I think that that's I think that's a healthy outlook because we do be placing a lot of expectations on other people sometimes. I always think about the fact that I've had this one best friend that I've known since I was like literally born, like day, like (laughs) the day. And I've known her my whole life. And you could ask me today, tomorrow, 10 years ago, 20 years from now. And like, I'm in love with this person. Like I love her forever. I always will. She's like, she's always going to be, I'm always going to consider her a best friend. Whether she says the same, (laughs) don't know. You can ask But the thing is, is we don't talk that much, but like, I love her. Like I have an enormous amount of love for her. If anything, if she ever needed me, anything, I will be there in a heartbeat. And that's just because for me, it's like, we don't need to talk every week and we don't need to like see each other because like, you're just there in, you know what I mean? It's never going to change. That's nice. That's my outlook on that. (laughs) I hope she's listening. Um, Um, okay. But yeah, I just think that sometimes we place too much pressure on like, even with someone like her, like, I don't need to put the pressure on like, we should talk every yeah. week. That's what friends yeah. do. Because <laughs> it's just like, that's just not where we're just different people. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It's kind of arbitrary. Yeah. It's like, do whatever works for your friendship and what makes you feel good, yeah. you know? <laughs> totally. And I think about that too, with friends that I have that like live across the country. Like if texting is like our, our easiest way or we'll FaceTime here and there. And it's like, I just know as long as you both know that that's good, like that's an okay amount of communication to me, then there's no faltering in terms of like how much love there is and all of that. As long as like it works for both of you, to me, it it doesn't need to look a certain way. Exactly. And if it doesn't work for one of you, then express some needs and have a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. 
talk to me more. <laughs> it makes me sad. <laughs> We're not mocking it. This is just how Kyle and I talk to each other. <laughs> Kyle, I miss you. Um, okay. The audience says, Ooh, yes, 90% say have three great pals. Huh. 11% or 10%. <laughs> <laughs> um, 10% say have 10 good friends. What if I just started listing who said what? And we have at, I'm just kidding, <laughs> just exposing people. Huh. Interesting. I'm a little surprised by that, but I guess. I think that the issue with that question is that people always think, oh, it's quality over quantity. Yeah. So you either have three great friends or you have 10 like mediocre yeah. friends. And that's just not how I think yeah, it's up it. to interpretation. <sighs> okay, moving along. Are there people that you want to be pals with, but you don't know how to get there? I think you've already kind of answered. I this. think there's always people that like I kind of do the same thing where I'll like friend scope. Like there's always people that like I almost would say yeah. like it goes from like I'm a fan of someone. I'm, I'm a fan of your yeah. work. You as a, yeah, I'm a stan of just and it doesn't have to be a celebrity. It's usually just a person. <laughs> I'm like I'm trying to be Taylor's best like friend. Like maybe buddies. She does honestly though. Me. I think Seth Rogen and I would be good friends. So if he, Seth, if you're listening, <laughs> Seth Rogen, if you're listening to the podcast. Can you imagine? We had no idea. He comes out of the woodworks. He's listening this week, gal. That would be wild. But yeah, I think there's there's always people that I would love to be friends with. Yeah. Yep. That's the answer. I think it's kind of we've talked about this in the past around like find people that you envy and then figure out what it is that you envy about them. For me, that's kind of like with friends too. I'm just like if there's someone where I'm just like, oh, this person is like cool and I like them and what is it about them? Like I have a crush on them from afar. I'm just like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna move in, yeah, you know? It. Life's short. Tell people that you think that they're cute. Okay. We're, we'll, we'll wrap okay. it up here, Kyla. Kyla's just giving me time checks. <laughs> so best ways to meet new people. You kind of gave a couple ideas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah honestly hobbies amazing way like I have met a group of people in Vancouver that like like Mm -hmm. that like kind stranger slash acquaintance role Mm -hmm. is very important for happiness actually we can put a source for that head to the local blockbuster yeah sure go go, go to the library (laughs) but slide into people's dms talk to people I think everyone is just looking for connection and like if you have intentions of friendship like I think you can kind of feel that so like just be open, be nice. Everyone's scared. <laughs> like, listen to our DMs. Everyone's just scared and wants to make friends. So, like, let's just like, yeah, let's true. just talk about it more. <laughs> I fully agree. I'd say I've met a lot of good friends in the past few years at work. That's true. Which ha- the reason why it helped is like, I work at a place where people have similar interests, mm-hmm. and I don't mean like we're all the same. I just mean like. Uh, if you maybe they like to go to the farmer's market or they go to the same restaurants as me or things like that. And so we just jive, yeah. you know? And I think that really helped, which I know that's not really accessible to everyone, but that was helpful for me. And then, yeah, I think like let's use Instagram for its actual purpose, which I think is to connect with people. And those are all my recommendations. I'm not the master of this. Maybe reach out to an, a friend that uh, you used to be friends with and go for a date and maybe you'll start yeah. a podcast Even together. Your high school bully. <laughs> reach out to them. <laughs> See if they're still a bully or maybe they've grown up. What could go wrong? <laughs> 
set clear boundaries, but you know, go for it. Okay. People say activities. So same vibe, like hobbies, join a club, volunteer, groups on Facebook. Oh, I've heard meetup. School. You know that there's Bumble BFF. Oh, sponsored? You know what's a good way to meet friends was good try. Oh, yeah. Which was a little, a fun little activity thing I used to do if you haven't heard of it, where each month through Tight Club, we'd go do an activity and it was, it was so fun. beautiful and it was all about connecting with people you didn't know. So, but we actually partnered with Bumble BFF. So there is fully a platform to meet friends. I don't know if it's weird vibes. Um, sports. I feel like rec, rec true, leagues true, true. is actually a great way if you're like super sporty <laughs> like us. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great option I literally would not be allowed on like a beer league team of anything um I'm actually pretty dope at ping pong if there's any awesome. out there that we would get a job at a restaurant someone said you do make friends through mutual friends yeah restaurant makes a lot sense of friends because it's like yeah, yeah. everyone you're all in the trenches together everyone's sexy did you say I've never worked <laughs> but everyone's always like dressed hot and stuff I don't know. I, when I worked at the bank, I met one friend and I worked there for six years. So shout out to Nadine. <laughs> Love you, girl. Work university through mutual. Okay. Mutual friends is a good one. Like you see your friend hanging out with someone else and you're like, bring me next yeah, time. Yeah, sister. Totally. Okay. I'll wrap it up. What do you look for most in a friend? The options were similar interests or specific traits. And it was about split there, like a little bit more on similar interests, but not too far. That's what would you say That's yours? I think I answered that as traits, but I didn't think too hard about it. I think it's really important to me that people have a good sense of humor, that they can be at least a little vulnerable. I think that's important to really connecting with each other, but also similar interests, like having a friend group that like really likes art and like music and whatever. Like it's, it's fun. It's fun to have the same interests as people and then like do activities based on those things. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's like a bit of a mix. I also wonder if it was specific traits. I wonder if they sort of inherently have similar interests. Mm. You know what I mean? Because for me, a big part of it would be like, I like to be around people who like to talk about interesting yeah. things. And so they're probably by nature like readers mm-hmm. or like up with the times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe they just have similar yeah. interests because of that. Good I don't question. Know. Maybe they're interchangeable. Oh, how much do you miss hanging out with your pals on a scale of one to 100? The average answer, everyone answered the exact same and it was full 100 bars yeah, for everyone. miss Oh, that makes me a little sad. (laughs) And then are most of your pals nearby or in another city? Most people actually said in another city. It was about 40% nearby, 60% in another city. So that's interesting. I guess that speaks to people having met people previously and remaining friends. totally. Huh. That's very interesting. Okay. I have one last one that I think we should do. Okay. Okay. The question is, and you should answer first. Okay. What do you love most about your pals? Oh, cute. Okay. How do I do this quickly but also – accurately I love I don't know it's hard to say because it's just like exactly who each one of them are you know what I mean it's like their Mm -hmm. differences and similarities and interests and like the way they see the world Mm -hmm. and like move Mm -hmm. about it's just like exactly who they are you know that's what I love Mm -hmm. cute (laughs) yeah I definitely agree with you I would say also my friends make me laugh and they make me think about things differently and they're smart and they're just interesting people who 
I feel lucky to know yeah. and therefore I like – I. I'm always in awe of my friends because I'm just like, you're cool people. And I, especially friends even that I have known a long time where I'm just like watching people become more and more themselves. And I, it's like the most, it's the most fun thing, I think for me to like. Shivers, cute. <laughs> I just love humans and I'm always just grateful to know the people I know because of who they are. Yeah. Good people. Aww. Cute. I want to read a couple of our followers' answers okay. just to end okay. on a sweet-ass okay. note. They are people I look up to, how much they care, support system, inside jokes slash memories, belly laughs, they make me laugh, love them all for different reasons, understanding, caring, and can share anything with them. They hold me accountable to the things that mean the most to me. They're so kind and strong and smart, and I'm forever inspired by them. Their heart... The way they make me feel warm and fuzzy, that they all respond in kindness first, the way they make me feel happy, warm, and fuzzy, ah! and loved, and they are authentically themselves. Oh my God. I'm going to be crying in the club right now. <laughs> big vibes around like the way they make us feel, uh, like authenticity, all of that. I agree with all of these. Oh, those are so, so cute. I love friends. Oh. I'm a big fan of that Carrie Bradshaw quote that's like, Maybe your partner is your partner and your girlfriends are your soulmates. So Cute. just to end it on a Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> I'm an intellectual, but signing off, Carrie Bradshaw won. Oh my God, that was cute. Okay. Well, on that note, I love oh, you. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Bye. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Tyler's not feeling too hot, but it's going to be a short and sweet fact check anyways. Yeah, I showed up for y'all. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll just get right into it. This is mostly just a conversation around friendships, so there wasn't a lot of facts, but I'll add some clarity, and then I did find one study I wanted to talk about, so. Ooh, okay. First things first, at one point in this episode, I say clinkiness, which just isn't a word in any shape oh, or form. I not was only, wondering. Yeah. Not only is it, if it was a word, it would be pronounced clickiness. Yeah. Click. But just on top of that, just clickiness ain't a word. So oh. clicky, that's a word. Oh, well, we got what you meant. Um, so just wanted to clarify that. Also, we talk a little bit about vulnerability in this episode, and if you're like a steady listener of Educated Messes, then you know um, that we're big fans of Brene Brown, but I just wanted to share that sort of the ultimate book on vulnerability is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. So if something we said in this episode around learning how to embrace vulnerability struck a chord, I highly recommend that book. And then at one point, Kyla, you talk about sort of the kind stranger or the acquaintance as being important for your happiness. So like right, those yeah. people that aren't even necessarily friends, they're mm -hmm. just people you bump into or people in your neighborhood or whatever it is. What's a neighborhood? <laughs> your apartment building. So there's a really cool study on this. The person who's kind of famous for it, her name's Elizabeth Dunn, and she's actually a UBC 
professor, which is cool because a lot of the studies were done here in Vancouver. So essentially they did a bunch of different versions of it. Like one version was like a coffee shop and one version was sort of like you spoke to your partner and then you also spoke to a stranger. Like they did a bunch of variations. Okay. And essentially all of the findings are similar in that even talking to a stranger can boost your happiness, whether that's like exchanging random pleasantries with people around us or whatever it is. They found that 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 actually does uplift our moods. And so even if it's the one study they did, it was like talking to their barista or their coffee, Mm -hmm. like the person at the coffee Mm -hmm. place. And that even just striking a conversation with them led to a greater sense of belonging in their community and a boosted mood. And so the thing that I thought was really interesting about this study that is very like educated messes, a a common thread in what we talk about is that people are social creatures. And Mm -hmm. I think what it's these studies stemmed from was this idea that it's so strange that as social beings, we basically ignore people every chance we get like (laughs) you're on a train you're looking at your phone or your book you have headphones in or like you're walking down the street you avoid eye contact like people just sort of avoid social engagement so I think the reason why they dug into this was because that doesn't really make sense (laughs) yeah yeah so apparently there was a lot of fear around it that people were experiencing And a lot of it that people brought up was they're afraid that the stranger that they would start talking to wouldn't want to talk to them or like wouldn't enjoy it, which I I guess I get. I think that like the one example I can think of is like being on a plane and sometimes when you talk to someone, maybe they just like want to not talk to people. So I get it. But I think that's sort of funny that like we fear even – whether or not we'll be accepted by a stranger who like it doesn't yeah. really matter we might never run into them again that's so interesting so aligned with like everything we were hearing in our dms too about making friends is like fear of rejection basically so yeah. interesting and hmm. through this study they also found out that the interactions that did take place between two strangers were almost always less awkward and more enjoyable than people predicted them to be before going into it Yeah. So I think I heard about that study through the podcast, The Happiness Lab, that's hosted by Dr. Lori Santos. I've talked about this before, but she is the teacher of Yale's, I think, most popular course. Mm -hmm. Is it the science of happiness? You were taking it. Yeah. But I think that why I like my pottery studio so much and like ever since learning about that, it made me realize that it's all those little interactions with people Mm -hmm. that like I don't really know and I don't really like Maybe we'll become friends someday, like very hard during COVID, but it has Mm -hmm. been basically the only source of like kind stranger interaction during Mm -hmm. the pandemic because like obviously there's like measures in place. It's very safe, but (laughs) you don't really get that this year. Like Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of our lives that has been missing and I don't even think I would have put my finger on that if I hadn't heard about it. Also, I think we were bad at all of this before COVID too. Like people just avoid talking to other people yeah yeah but I think like before COVID we probably like unintentionally even like ordering a coffee like you were saying like you wouldn't be interacting with somebody whereas Mm -hmm. now that doesn't really happen as much yeah true so what I thought was cool is that they found that even a smile like even walking past someone and smiling at them can help people feel more socially connected which 
I guess I come back to the idea that like, say you're the type of person who's like, why would I do that? Even now you could do it and it would be selfishly motivated to be like, I want to increase my own happiness. And in doing so, you're also increasing. You know what I mean? Like no matter which way you slice it, it's still beneficial. Yeah. Also, sometimes you get shut down and it's like your feelings aren't hurt because you've just asked them like how their day is going. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Like it's not a high risk situation. (laughs) But I think it's really cool to think about, they kind of mentioned this in the study, that even though that mood boost you get from the smile or the when you say hello in the elevator or whatever it is, even though it's like that's obviously very fleeting, it's like a small moment. There's a lot of research that suggests that a happy life overall is made up of like a high frequency of positive events. So even having like small positive experiences sprinkled at a high frequency makes for a happier life. So yeah, that makes sense. You know what I also just thought of is like wearing masks. You don't get those random little Mm -hmm. like passing smiles anymore. I I feel like you can see it in people's eyes sometimes. Yeah. Squint. <laughs> Maybe this can be practice for mm-hmm. like making friends. Just like go out there and yeah. test it out on people that there's no risk. Also, just a friendly reminder to like be nice to people who are working in yeah. customer facing businesses right now because I, even in like the few times that I'm out there, I just see people being like so not nice to it's just it's really hard. So and weird. I don't, we get to like sit in our houses and work from here, and it's a lot harder to be doing it out there yeah also I wanted to bring in some expert advice on how to make friends as an adult because I think we aren't that (laughs) no so we were like all of our the people who contributed ideas and what we were talking about definitely on the like right track in terms of like organized activities and social spaces obviously not right now but normally yeah and then like doing things that are within your genuine interests so like it's kind of a good point. Like even when we're joking about not being athletes, like probably don't join like a soccer team if you don't like soccer because yeah, it may yeah, not mean sure. people you jive with. <laughs> Drawing on your strengths. So like sort of signing up for something that like you're really passionate about or good at, whether it's like a class or a workout studio or whatever it is to kind of like try and find people in your interests try to think twice about bringing people with you places. So the Mm. idea of like having your crutch person with you when you go somewhere new. Guilty. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting one too, because I definitely do that. And so the, I obviously like (laughs) if it's a situation like a party or something where you don't feel safe, bring a pal. But if you're, if you're using them as a crutch, you you're like less likely to branch out and meet new people, which makes sense. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, those were some of their ideas. And then the last fact was I quote Carrie Bradshaw incorrectly. (laughs) The quote is, maybe our girlfriends are our soulmates and guys are just people to have fun with. Okay. Well, I liked your version. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) I don't really like the – it's a little bit um, dismissive to partners, but I just think the premise is that – it's sort of like what we've talked about before where one person shouldn't be like your whole village. Yeah. Yeah. Esther Perel. Ooh. We'll leave a little, I don't know if anyone knows about Esther Perel or if we've mentioned her on the podcast yet. She's our BHAG guest. Oh, we love her. Esther, if you're listening, (laughs) (laughs) Esther and Seth Rogen are big fans. (laughs) (laughs) But look into Esther Perel's work on relationships if you haven't before. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. You can even just look her up on like a podcast platform and she's been a guest on a bunch of big podcasts and 
she's incredible <laughs> so cool. she'll probably that's do ours someday yeah <laughs> that's all i have okay cool oh wait i also just before we go i want to clarify i had a migraine i'm not sick i don't have covid <laughs> just want to be clear <laughs> the most important differentiator in today's day and age <laughs> okay bye bye